What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Cast. This is episode number 33. Guys, put your seatbelt on and buckle up because this show is going to be absolutely insane. We have so much to talk about today. The goal is to get through it all, um, but yeah, I'm. I think we will. But yeah, this should be a fun one because we're going to get a lot of mixed uh, reception here. Um, again, we have Google Stadia news. As you guys know, there's a stealth drop uh, for Stadia. There's a big game that was released this week. Overall, I thought Google Stadia had a great week, but it's going to be interesting to see what the panel has to say. Xbox, we heard about um, Outriders coming to Game Pass day and date release, which is absolutely incredible um and then a couple of games was released and then xcloud microsoft held uh pretty much in- introductory to what xcloud is about and in that introductory video they stated that clouds uh pc support and browser support should be coming soon so we're going to get into that luna released a game this week which was um shock and it's pretty good game so we'll talk about that and then the biggest i would say this week is geforce now news as you guys know they give us a blueprint or roadmap as to what's uh coming for this platform for this year and a lot of good stuff to talk about plus we got some game releases so we'll get into all of that i told you guys it's going to be an insane week so Buckle up, guys. But today we have a guest in the show. I, I, we shouldn't even call him a guest. I mean, he's he's family here. He's been here multiple times. So Chase the Gaming, <laughs> so Chase the Gaming Advocates, our guest for today. Chase, how are you, sir? Good, good. Uh, <laughs> you said the news was busy this week. That's an understatement. Yeah. Um, I think some of the journalists this week were like, please stop. I am not meeting my <laughs> deadlines. Um, but uh, no, overall, just good. Good good week. Um, we were talking before we went live. Work's been a little crazy. But, you know, gaming is always a nice way to kind of get away from, you know, the craziness that is <laughs> is life sometimes and just sure. to be able to kind of relax and recharge. And I think that's one of the, the beautiful things. And we got a lot of positive stuff this week from all of these platforms. So I'm curious to talk about it. For sure. For sure. Again, um, Chase, always, always good to have you in here. But let's introduce the panel. We have Hellmonkey here, who is a new member to CGX, and it's good to have him um, be here, too, on the panel. So we'll talk to Hellmonkey in a bit, too. But let's introduce this panel. I I see Ben in the background. I don't know what's going on for him. Uh, Let me read uh, this. Okay, I'm back. All right, so we're going to bring him in. Hopefully, you can hear us, Ben. There we go. Cool, cool. So we got a full freaking panel. So this is going to be intense and insane, but I'm excited for it. So let's get started. Let's start with you, Mark. How are you, sir? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Also, what platform have you been using? I'm good. Good to be here as always. Um, I was barely like even just scratching the surface of the the bethesda load from last week and then microsoft right back at it again this week here's 60 other ea titles for you to check out i don't have that sort of time um but this week i was looking uh i played a little bit of uh we talked about it last week blue fire it was the one that yeah. uh, came out last month, yeah. uh, went under my radar until Stadia announced it was coming, but it, there was no date for Stadia. It was just coming soon. Yeah. But it was one of those where once I saw it, I'm a child and I wanted to play it straight away. 
Uh, so I just bought it on Steam and I've been playing that on uh, on Shadow. It's pretty good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. So I see it's pretty cool that you actually pulled the trigger and got it instead of waiting for Stadia to get it. Cool, cool. How about you, Ben? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using to play it? Uh, I, I've been mainly on Xbox for the last week, just trying to catch up with everything. Yeah. yeah. So much so much Game Pass stuff to play, and it's just, man, it's ridiculous. It's insane, right? Did you, How excited were you for the news of Game Pass coming to PC with the 60 games and all of that? You know, I've only played Game Pass on PC a couple of times, but that's super exciting news because I have so many friends that want it but don't want to buy an Xbox. And that's true. like just amazing. True, true. Cool. Good to have you, Ben. How about you, uh, Jerry, GTP? How are you, sir? What have you been up to? What game have you been playing? What platform? You know, it's like when you think Game Pass can't become any more valuable. Here you go, guys. Here's more <laughs> games for the same money you're already paying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been, I'm in testing phase, so I've literally been gaming everywhere from Stadia, Luna, GeForce Now. But a lot like Ben, my real gaming time has been on my Series X. And like Mark said, I'm still absorbing Bethesda and the games on Game Pass there and testing those and then playing and then we got FPS boost right after that. And so yeah. then I'm I'm right into that. So Prey and Sniper Elite Four with the FPS boost, that's what I've been playing most. Uh, so it's pretty cool to see a lot of cloud gamers are actually purchasing Xbox consoles, especially uh the Series S and X. I I I feel like that's a pretty interesting combination, right? You know, you guys are not, or I would say cloud gamers are not that excited for PS5, it seems, compared to Xbox. I think that's a pretty interesting connection. But let's check in with Duncan. How are you today, sir? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using? And I think you, okay, yeah. Yeah, yes, I I, I, I actually remember to unmute myself. Like everybody else is saying, my Xbox has been my primary place I've been playing uh, this this week, but I have been playing uh, on some GFN as well. We actually hosted a bit of a Among Us uh, playthrough last night. My first time actually playing that game. That was my first ever go at that last night. That, that was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had a lot of fun on that. And... Uh, I'm trying to think what what game has really sucked me away this 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 week, and it'd probably be, oh, Assassin's Creed Two. I'm going a bit of a retro thing, and I've been playing a bit of Assassin's Creed Two on the Series X. And again, I know Jerry's been talking about this for a while. Playing remotely from your own xbox it is an absolute game changer and when they get that up to the the cloud itself and you're just playing it like that and you can do it like it's going to be absolutely amazing true true just taking a quick sec to say what's up to you guys a lot of you guys are on here what's up everyone thank you for joining and it's quite interesting because i just realized we don't have the members as mods so as the podcast going i'm just going to mod you all up but just wanted to take a sec to say what's up but well, let's check in with Holt, sir. How have you been? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using? So I've been playing two games from last week. So I'm still getting through Crash Bandicoot um, about time and also Forza Motorsport 7. But i also been playing FIFA 21 and Dragon Quest 11 on Stadia this week as well. 
yeah how has that experience been? well the whole point is i haven't put much time into fifa 21 because i showed my nephew who's seven how to play fifa on stadia <laughs> on his ios so because it's family shared he's been playing it too much so i can't i'm not going to equi- <laughs> take access away from him so i've just been focusing more on dragon quest but when i can steal a few time i actually play it so it's been a great experience for yeah, me and my family uh, that's nice of you to sacrifice FIFA. Let your yeah. It, if it was eight, if it was a, a more violent game, they'd be instantly blocked because it's FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Play it. We have to create new stadiums. Go ahead, mate. Go and play the game. <laughs> cool, cool. Good to have you on here, Holds. All right. So, Hell Monkey, new member of CGX. Uh, how how are you doing, sir? What game have you been playing, and what platform have you been using, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm very well. Thank you very much for including me this week. Um, sure. Across a number of different platforms, uh, GeForce Now have been playing through the free-to-play games, testing them out, and I have sunk a lot of time into Path of Exile. That has just gripped me big time. It's such a beautiful and easy-to-play game. Um, other than that, I was playing Doom 2016 last night because I am determined to finish that before I go into Doom Eternal. Um I don't want to miss anything from the story because I've played all the previous Doom games. Yeah. And I'm going to throw something out here which probably a lot of people might not know about. Um, I've been using Antstream Arcade recently, which is like a retro streaming games platform. And they have uh, weekly tournaments. And this week is Rampage, if you remember that old arcade game. Um, so yeah, I've, sunk, I've sunk a lot of time into that as well. In between picking up all the gaming news for the channel as well so it's been a busy week gaming and working that's awesome i don't know how you guys do it man once a (laughs) once a like newer game comes out like if i know doom eternal is out like doom 2016 is done for me but kudos to you for just wanting to finish it before you hop on to um eternal that's that's awesome good willpower there sure (laughs) How about you, Chase? What have you been up to, sir? Good to have you on here as well. Um, but what have you been playing? What platform have you been using to play it as of late? Um, so three platforms this week. Uh, GeForce Now for uh, Siege. Uh, and that's just because being portable, being able to play you know anywhere uh, in my home to be able to play that game. So that's always, always nice. Um, on Stadia, I've actually jumped into Journey to the Savage Planet uh, just because I, I was curious and wanted to see how it how it is. I've enjoyed it so far. I think it's a good game. Uh, Darksiders Genesis, I bought that last year. Didn't put enough time into it, so I want to get that out of my out of my backlog so that that's done. Um, and then over on the Xbox, um, just been playing a little bit more of the Outriders demo. Just getting ready for that when it drops. Um, I'm really excited about that game. So those have been the, the three main things or three main platforms. Yeah, cool, cool. Again, Chase, good to have you on here for sure, and pretty cool to see you trying GeForce now and other, um, you know, services for sure. But NBA 2K has been the game I've been playing. Again, it's free uh, for Stadia. I think tomorrow might be the last day for it, right? But it's free. You guys hop on, man. That game is a lot of fun. They've patched the hell out of that game. That game used to have a lot of issues with you know, connected the park, but it's definitely playable. And I streamed it on Twitch and it was pretty interesting because we were comparing, right? The people who were, the amount of people who were at the park on Xbox compared to Google Stadium. To our surprise at, I believe it was like 10.30 p.m. 
Stadia had more people at the park um, than xCloud or Xbox Game Pass, which was huge. Um, so, again, I think they're doing something right with the free-to-play week or weekend. This started Tuesday. normally starts Thursday. So, it's like they had a pretty big extension. But, yeah, that's the game. And then Dragon Quest, give that a little try. Um, that game is incredible. And people should definitely check it out if you are into Japanese RPGs. But yeah, that's been my gaming session this week. Um, I think next week is, again, going to be insane. So we'll be back here to talk about next week for sure. But let's get started to the conversations for this week, right? We know of Amazon Luna launching to more mobile devices. Uh, so I, from what I'm hearing, the Galaxy S21, the S21 Plus... And the S21 Ultra are the new phones that are going to support Luna. Um, just want to get y'all's feedback on the panel and anyone hop in. Uh, what you, what's your take on this slow Luna launch cycle with mobile devices? Google Stadia kind of did this, right? But they got to the point where they were like, all right, we're going to put a beta to where anyone can pretty much test it at your own risk. Do you feel like... Luna should do the same, or are you guys comfortable with these little additions to mobile devices? Uh, so let's get your take on this. Holtz, where do you want to go with this one? Well, all I can say is when I actually seen it, I was like, well done, Luna, getting the big, huge flagships of mobile devices. Because a lot of people, when they actually buy new tech, they sort of excited to try something new. So for anyone who's buying the new S20 range, 21 range, will actually have this great time to actually test Luna. I mean, for me, I don't actually have that phone to actually test it or the service. So to me, it's not really exciting at the moment. But it's great to see that maybe next year when it comes to the UK, maybe by them supporting the likes of the Samsung, which is my platform of choice, when I choose phone, Luna will be fully supported. Yeah, true. Good point. Jerry, what's it taken uh, the S21 lineup being supported by Luna? Yeah, I mean, of course it's good. The more devices they can get, the more people can try it out. Um, we always talk about the slow move that they're doing. They have a pretty slow pace, kind of slow bacon Luna. And for me personally, I've said a lot. I think that's great. Uh, that's what I want them to do. Be in early access as long as you need to for the most part. Uh, you know, by spring next year, I think they need to be full-blown. But I think they'll they'll be out of this phase way before then anyway. But, no, it's great to see it come to those devices. And I was really surprised when it launched that iPhone actually had more support than a lot of the Android yeah. devices. And it's <laughs> never that way, especially right. with cloud gaming. So uh, that was cool anyway. But I'm really happy to see them get that on here. Hopefully more people will give it a shot. Cool, cool. And, Mark, what's he taking this news? Yeah, I think you kind of said it. it's the it's a similar blueprint to what we saw with Stadia with the slow rollout of kind of Android and the way they did it device by device. I do predict that eventually they will go to this, you know what, um, across the board support. Some phones may work better than others. Obviously, this is their list of officially supported ones. Um, I have the S21, so I was excited to hear this. Now I'm obviously just missing the the vital piece, which I will complain about week in, week out until we get it. Yeah. The salt <laughs> level remains high. <laughs> cool, cool. And Ben, what's he taking this? You know, I have an S21. I just haven't Ooh, had a chance to test. Too. Haven't had a test a, a chance to test it yet on there. I probably will right after this, though. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even know it released? I, I didn't know until I saw the show notes a little oh, bit ago. Interesting. Well, there you go. Cool, cool. 
Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about your experience. Tell me um, after you test it out for sure. For sure. Duncan, yeah, yeah. Duncan, what's he taking this? Uh, that's, that's good news. And I think everybody in chat is just loving that they can't see holds. Everywhere I can see the chat messages are so he's looking a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's let's get to hell, monkey in this man. What's he taking news? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, the, the slow roll. I think they're learning from. Maybe Stadia's mistakes, you know, coming out saying we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Um, they're just slowly rolling everything out, uh, you know, as and when it's ready. Um, a little bit surprising that it's only the uh, that these recent Samsung models, you know, um, if they want to have Amazon Luna in everyone's hands, uh, maybe it'll come, you know, onto older devices, you know, in the, in the Android range, much like Stadia did. Um but yeah, maybe they'll just want to go down the route where they make sure it's working first and uh, it's going to work on that device. There's no risk to the user, so it's going to be a good experience. And um, yeah, yeah, you can't, disagree, can't disagree with the way that they're going, you know? Yeah. Okay. Chase, what's your take on this news? Um, it, it's positive. You know, it again, Luna is moving in a, like you've all said, they're being very methodical and being um, being measured in their approach. Um, they've intentionally used the word beta because they don't want anyone to get any, you know, any, um, thought or, uh, idea that it's, that it's in a full rollout. Um, there's always blessings and curses with that. Uh, sometimes perception is on one side of it that you're taking forever, you know, and you're not ready to come to market. And sometimes consumers get a little concerned on that, but on the flip side of it, uh, when you see these types of moves before they're focusing in on devices that they know are the popular ones, and these are the Samsung and um, iPhones and, and and vice versa. When you go down the line, they're going to be the most popular phone. So they're doing very similar to what Google did. They're focusing on the popular ones, getting those rolled out, and then they'll start focusing on other Android devices. So no surprise there. True, true. Good point. So my take on this uh, situation is just like you know, you guys joke about it's, it's in beta, right? So we would give them slack. My thing is, all right. Y'all are pretty much picking up every bad thing that Google Stadia did to improve yourself, right? To make yourself a better platform, right? This is something Google Stadia struggled with, but they found a solution, right? They, again, did the thing to where um, they made it a beta and anyone can pretty much use Google Stadia on any device at your own risk. Why don't they just do that? I, I just don't get that. And then the other thing is they skipped a Galaxy gen, uh, uh, lineup, right? The Fold came out before the S series, and I still cannot access Luna on my Fold too. So y'all leaving me out on this one. Um, but again, like you guys will say, it's beta. Give them flag. I'm not giving Luna. I, I don't care if they've, um, like, beta not man they they they've had enough time to learn from you know google stadium and other people's mistake i'm not cutting them the beta slack man they gotta they gotta y'all y'all are too comfortable with giving luna the beta slack i i feel well maybe they're just doing that so they can actually hype it all up with the flagship titles so they're saying at the moment you can all wait but we'll push the narrative with these big huge mobile phones people are interested in you think so i don't know i don't know well, we'll yeah, see. I mean, I because I I joke about like the level of salt that it, it's you know only available in the US and we can see it's only available certain devices and I we, we you know we completely 
uh, get the the careful stance there, taking the step by step approach. But they are going a little bit slow to the point where they're, you know, we we talk about it week in week out. This is one of the fastest moving industries, and it is very easy to get left behind. So yes, understandably, be careful, take your time, make the right moves, but also keep up, right? Yeah. But at the same time, um, like Stadia launched in like what November of 2019. And mm-hmm. it was unless you bought a premiere edition, you could not play Stadia until like March. Uh-huh. So we're we're still kind of in that phase where they're they're not really playing that far behind what Stadia did with their rollout. Okay. So you're saying by by this month they should like figure this stuff out. I mean, I think we I think we I think we give them until like May, but after that May. that's that's kind of as they're they're kind of pushing it. Especially okay. if they want new worlds, when, when when is that coming out? Like summer, August. August. Yeah, yeah. they got to be out of beta before that. So come, we're giving them to May. Come May, we'll revisit this, and if they're still slow, um, we'll give them some flack. Hey, Luna, Luna's like, hey, we're doing the head and the tortoise. Yeah, the tortoise won the race, slow and steady, all the way up to August. That's fine with me. Wait until they have a big game, and then I'll jump on it. See, here's the thing. I, I'm willing to give them a lot of slack with the beta th- because they are adding things to it. If we're going to just, uh, if they weren't adding things, I think we could give them slack, but they're going to be in beta for a while, it, it seems. I think we're talking another six, seven, eight months. I think we're not going to see it come out from beta until maybe New World in August. I think we're, but again, this is what we want. We want everybody to be different, uh, uh, get the discussion going, but I, I'm willing to give them a, a hell of a lot more time because if we're, we're not Give an X Cloud a, a, a hell of a lot of uh, grief, and they're still in beta, and they've been in, they've just went into beta because we're alpha before. It's again, it's it's as long as I can see progress, I think they can keep the beta uh, tag for a bit longer. No, carry on, Chase. Carry on. No, it was going to be quick. That, that's why I was saying before that betas can be a blessing and a curse because it, it's all about perception. And it depends on what you're doing and the level that you're doing it at and what consumers are seeing. So if, if you're in beta and you don't see a lot of movement in that beta to, to kind of what Duncan was saying about adding features and adding things, then consumers are going to go, well, wait a minute, how long is this going to go? And how long are you going to, to do this versus meeting kind of a slow, kind of a slow roadmap, if you will, to move towards that launch phase? So there's good there's good things behind it, and there can also be bad things behind it. It's not necessarily foolproof that beta gives you, to your point, Ace, full protection from criticism. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Hellmonkey, what were you going to say about I was just going to ask a question, um, and that was, do we think that Luna will launch in beta across uh, more territories and regions, or will they wait until a full launch to come out of the U.S. market? I think they're going to expand their beta internationally. Um, it just makes sense, especially like if they're wanting to test the service before it comes out. And if their goal is to launch internationally, it just makes, unless they plan to stay in the U.S. for this whole year, which I don't see happening. But I would assume, right, that they will launch in other countries before it comes out of beta. It's just my take. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's move to the game that was announced for Luna this week. And again, I just want to say this, right? Third week in a row, 
to where we've seen a game release in Luna. So we can debunk the whole theory that Luna only releases one game a month, right? Lately, I don't know what's been going on, but they've been... The the day is on Thursday, so I don't know if that's going to be the thing moving forward, but check when this game releases, most around Wednesday, Thursday, and for three weeks now, it's been consistent. So the game is Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is a pretty good game, and I feel like a game that was needed for the Luna Library, Luna Plus um, channel. Um, so good game, played it, ran pretty well. And just want to get y'all's take. I know some of you guys still don't have Luna, but just what what's your take on Luna just getting this game? And again, the consistency of games being released on a weekly basis. So anyone can just hop on here. So one of the things I always say I like about the subscription model is I continue to try games that I either skipped or didn't hear of or wouldn't have otherwise played. So like every time Luna puts out a Luna Plus channel game, it's, I just jump in and, and give it a shot. And Kingdom Come Deliverance is good. War Horse Studios did a fantastic job with that game. Uh, I posted up a video today that's like the first 28 minutes, which, you know, it's not doing a lot, but, you know, you're wandering around doing a couple of those little uh, training and fight scenes. You get to throw the poop on the guy's house and that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, that's what the game's about, throwing poop. But um, no, it is it is really good, and I I just really like that model. And uh, I saw somebody's comment there that Luna does need day and date releases. They kind of do and kind of don't. It depends on the channel you're talking about. You got to envision Luna in the future having six, eight, ten, twelve channels of all these different companies. Will those channels offer day and date? Yeah, Ubisoft does because that's a fifteen dollar membership, and those expensive memberships are day and dates. Um, they might have a light version eventually that cuts those out, kind of like EA Play has the light version and the pro version. Uh, so there's a lot to be said. I think each channel is going to have its own thing when it comes to what subscription model that's going to be. Is it day and dates? Is it a few months out? And the Luna Plus channel is going to stay its own thing that keeps getting these uh, purposely ported, curated games that run a specific way on the Luna Plus channel. And you probably won't see big day and date releases except for exclusives hit that channel so they're all going to have kind of their own plan i think going in the future i'll just i'll, just, I'll bring you some interesting things did you know that they actually launched with a dnd game or there's a couple of dnd games on there that cook serve delicious free was a dnd game which which i find interesting uh, what i'm actually liking about the luna library or how they're adding to it there there does seem to be a bit of thought going into what games they're adding they're just not adding uh any games they can there they seem to be actually picking out games which are interesting or maybe just interesting to me kingdom come is a is a, is a game which gets people talking then we had sonic and then we had no more heroes then we had Kata, katamari as well these are sort of titles which the hardcore or big core whatever sort of thing terminology you want to may have heard of and they may want to jump in i think the the creation of the library is pretty it's, i think it's there is thought going into it yeah yeah i i definitely think you're right with that they're very um selective with the games that are releasing this platform so yeah so if i thought that was a good get and then sonic team race in the previous week was a good get too for sure and then far cry too Anyone else with this game can come deliverance coming to the Luna platform? I was just going to say it's obviously not like a, a brand new AAA title. Um, that would have been much bigger news. But 
in terms of, and it's from kind of like 2018, but in uh, exactly what you said, in terms of genre, it's doing a good job at plugging up, uh, plugging up some of the holes in a Luna Plus library. Plus, yes, it's not AAA fantastic, like graphically intense game, but compared to some of the, um, actually the last few weeks, looking at both Stadia and GeForce Now, it's not a 2D platformer side scroller. So just that on its own makes it stand out. True, true. Cool, cool. Anyone else want to hop on this game released on Google State? If not, we're going to move to GeForce now because we got a lot to talk about there. So hop on. I want to add one quick thing that we didn't mention for Luna that that I think is pretty cool. If anybody's really been paying attention to what they're doing on the other side of things, they're building a hell of a community of people, of gamers, of streamers, of YouTubers. Sure. And they're responding to all of them. I mean, guys down to the smallest of channels, to mid-range, to to big streamers that are getting sponsorships already. And they're doing a lot of curation on the other side of things that I think is really important, too, for the service going forward that you know, some people are talking about and some people aren't. But they they are busy, really busy. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And again, uh, I think something we should discuss one episode is who do we feel like do a better job reaching out to just the community and content creators? Um, because I believe Luna's right up there. And again, we, GeForce Now for sure is up there as well. But yeah, um, that's that's true. Definitely, kudos to them for that, for sure. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different because uh, this the GeForce Now news this week was absolutely insane. I'm still having a hard time like wrapping my mind and and grasping everything that was released. But Jerry, I know you did a video on this, and so I just want you to kind of break it down on all that was. Jeez Louise's unveiled for this platform this week. Man. I'm sure we'll miss something, but I mean, yeah, it. I, I saw the email and you guys saw me in Discord. Like, did yeah. you did you just see <laughs> what's gonna what's coming yeah. out tomorrow? This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not a strong week for games, and I'm sure we'll get to that part. And I said that in my video. Like, it is not <laughs> unless you unless you're waiting for System Shock to come out. Um, it's it's not a strong week for games, but it sure was a strong week for GeForce Now and um, Founder for Life. I mean, was there anything much better than that to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting them from the beginning than to give you that four ninety nine a month or twenty four ninety five every six month pricing for life for as long as you keep your account in good standing. So they had already announced that was for twenty twenty one. I guess they decided, hey, let's let's just do that for life. So I thought that was really cool. They're also working on special icons that everybody's gonna get on their account that's gonna show up on your profile for being a founder. Uh, that'll be there and some little touches like that uh, that are nice. They're announcing improvements to streaming, um, the additional adaptive vSync features that are going to help a lot with stuff. They're going to be able to give us more bit rate coming down the road. And I feel like a lot of what they're laying out is getting ready for whatever upgrades or next push they'll be doing too. Uh, I think I said xCloud was going to do this 1080p mid upgrade before we get to 4K. And I feel like NVIDIA is going to do the same thing with GeForce Now, where we're getting this yeah. mid, like they're going to give us features and upgrades and stuff like that before we get to that next gen, uh, whatever that cloud would be. If anybody was doubting if they're going to head into the future and be serious about cloud gaming, I don't think you should really be questioning it too much right now. Uh, don't sleep on GeForce Now. They are out to be a pretty good force in the cloud gaming space, and they don't even need to be. And that's what's so scary about it. NVIDIA does not need 
um, the income from GeForce Now. So this is like a passion project for them. And I actually do feel like they're, they're passionate about it with what we've been getting. So, but there's a ton of, a ton of other stuff too. And you can uh, get the priority membership. Now Fender founders is gone. That's going to be nine ninety nine a month going forward or a hundred dollars a year, which I said in my video is still a great deal. I still think yeah. $10 a month for all the priority access features, especially for the, um, the market they're going after, which is really PC gamers trying to, you know, all those people that have the NVIDIA GPUs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's great and there's more in there, but let's yeah. let everybody discuss and get into to what's going on. Cause there's, there's a lot of opinion, a lot to say for true, this week on GeForce now, but I think it's all positive. So yeah. What's he taking the 10 million, 10 close to million. That? Now when so. we, <laughs> we're, we're approaching like game pass level. I mean, yeah. if you think about it as they've gotten to their 15 and 18 million, um, we don't know real stadia numbers, but the ones that bounce around are a little low. I'd like to see them much higher than, you know, a million or, or whatever the case may be. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, when I heard 10 million, I was like, there is power now to get more games over more to, like, if, if you have a game coming out and you hear there's 10 million, 12 million players on that cloud service, you're going to be a lot more likely to click that button and say, yeah, allow my game to be played over there. So that got me excited as well. Every line in this news, especially <laughs> as a GeForce fan, got me excited for the service. Yeah. True, true. Cool. So let's check in with the panel, see what y'all's take is on this GeForce Now news. Also, when you guys are answering, I do want you guys to answer this question as well because it seems to be a huge debate. You know, you hear people from the Stadia side saying, for $10, I get pro membership, you know, to where I get all these free uh, games that I can claim. I get all these free discounts. And for $10, GeForce Now, we're not getting any of that. So just uh, want to get your feedback on that topic of conversation as well. So to get started, Ben, what's your take on GeForce Now news for this week and also the little Stadia GeForce Now debate? Oh, man. <laughs> I heard all those things from the Stadia community. Also heard, well, they still don't have 4K, so Stadia is still better. I'm like, are they, though? Because GeForce now has all these graphical capabilities that they've added in that Stadia doesn't really seem to have. And while Stadia runs smoothly, honestly, I think with all the news this week, GeForce now really kicked it up, like, several notches. Mm. Okay. Cool, cool. Mark, what's your take on, on this news and also Stadia? We'll we'll start on that that argument, and and I would argue yes that um, ten dollars a month for Stadia is getting you Stadia Pro games, but that ten dollars for GeForce Now, um, even without the subscription, if Brent like free tier, eighty free to play games is a hell of a big number uh, when it comes to these services. Um, eight hundred title or over eight hundred now uh, with the obviously with the rate they're adding them every week more than makes up for for that price um in my opinion if 4k is the one thing that you're absolutely set on that's your one criteria then there are even ways around that with geforce now yes it doesn't officially support 4k right now go out and get a shield tv pro 4k upscaling nvidia is doing all of the the technology ai upscaling stuff in the background that everyone else is going to be using and they're they're bringing it to their services so if that's your number one criteria you can do it um so i i'm not i don't really see the argument there uh in terms of the news <clears throat> the 10 million i found like exactly as jerry said i found extremely interesting one thing i love is that they're extremely open and honest about this stuff like this is how we're doing so far 
Like if you're subscribing, you're paying, you're along for this journey with us, you want to know how well this platform is doing. You want, you know, we want to instill confidence in you that it's doing okay and it's not going anywhere, not naming any names in that, trying not to. <laughs> but so 10 million is a good number and 10 million is also something to throw around the industry to we had the exact conversation last week about activision blizzard about how uh when they were removed originally we were like okay it was from what we heard it was like a disagreement over um licensing and things like that we know it was money there was money involved 10 million is a very good figure um to start throwing around to try and get some of these back so that's that's my hopes for uh for the moving forward as as this player base grows um, one of the things I was really excited about in this news, obviously there was lots of stuff coming out with this 2.0.28 update, stream quality improvements. Excited to check out all of that and to see if it fixes any of the... Because I I play on uh, through the browser now and I find that experience much better than yeah. streaming through their app. I'm interested to see if this new update improves that streaming through their app for me personally. Um, but the main thing they were talking about is not something that's coming out soon, but they're working on is the improvements to launching games because i feel like we've all touched on that at some point or another like yes stream quality is fine library is fantastic the rate at which they add games great the user experience <laughs> jumping in and out of games the two-factor authentications and signing into different libraries and the speed that it takes like that is the part that sometimes stops me from jumping into it if it's if it's a game i've already got installed somewhere else I'm sometimes more likely to lean towards that because just getting into the gaming session will be quicker. So they're saying with some of these developments that load time will be decreased by about 50%. So um, I'm hoping that's both technical load time, but also the user experience, some of the, the, the god awful screens we have to go, go through to get to the game. I'm hoping to see some, some really good improvements on that. True, good point. Thanks for that, Mark. How about you, Holtz? What's your take on this? Well, I'm one of them gamers that you said at the start. I am literally scared for founders for life. I mean, I am a founder, but I am one of them type of gamers where I don't upgrade my subscription with my card details all the time. When a new car comes to the door, it takes me a while <laughs> to upgrade. So I know I'm going to lose in the future this founders for life. And I do not want to pay the full price of what they're asking for now because I don't see, you know, at the moment with GeForce now, I don't see the value because I am that gamer that goes. When you look at other subscriptions, they've got more games that I'm more interested in. They offer me discount prices and they also offer me free games. It might not be the games that I want at that month, but sometime there'll be something for me. So I'm really scared going forward unless GeForce now steps up the library that I'm interested in. So you're saying for ten dollars, you feel like yeah, ten dollars. Ten dollars is too close to G4 and, and Game Pass. Sorry, it doesn't matter if it's the PC tier, console tier, or the ultimate tier. It's it's you're not really you're competing with every subscription, not just Stadia. Yeah. yeah. No. So the price the price of PlayStation now with their library huge. Yeah. You know, Game Pass huge, and then when I see G4 now. I can't, I can't rely and say, well, I'm going to get 4K or I'm going to get inc increment graphics because everyone this year is going to be doing that. So I am yeah. really scared of the price hike. Yeah. The, the the counterpoint to that is, I mean, I've I've canceled Stadia Pro a couple of times. And the only reason I keep coming back, it's not so much the library. It's the fact that it's 4K HDR. Yeah, of course. It looks, it looks so different on Stadia, the pro version versus the free version. Mm -hmm. but my, my, my point wasn't just the upgrades my point was the whole stuff it's going to offer 
True. I, I, I'm with you. And again, I'll say my piece in a bit too. I, I do think GeForce Now is not offering enough for that $10. I mean, compared to what the other people are offering. But that's just my take. And then again, I'll get to that. But I, I do side with you in this one for sure. But Jerry, let's, let's hear from you, sir. What's your take on this? So just since I did go over a lot of that, and Mark, I, was, I knew Mark would bring up the great point about the load times. That's why I left that hanging because <laughs> it's a good one that they're working on. And somebody in, this, in the chat mentioned uh, like Luna Plus does. And yeah, the Luna Plus channel has a specific curated library that launches very much like Stadia. It's instantaneous. It's a few seconds and you're, you're into the game much different than, than the other channels. Then the, the $10... It's hard when you have these debates because, and I've said this before, all these services are so different. And Stadia is a console in the cloud platform and a, a closed ecosystem like an Xbox or like a PlayStation. And something like Luna is a hybrid of like GeForce Now and Stadia. And then GeForce Now is catering to PC players by giving them access to probably their already current library, their Ubisoft subscriptions, things like that. So it gets sticky for me when I sit here and try to compare what each one's giving you for which price point because, number one, there's a customer for all of it where there's customers like us that will have all of it, um, you know, but they all offer something unique for each different type of consumer. Um, it's why I love having Holtz on here as well and, and just like you because you guys will differ in certain opinions with Stadia on that than I will. I, I think the $10 is fine. It's hard to debate. Just like Mark said, there's 83 free-to-play games right now on GeForce Now. If you have the free or the paid that you can access. They may not necessarily be games we play anymore, and we're older. Um, we may have moved on from a lot of these free-to-play games, Apex Legends being one of them, Spellbreak. There's a ton of them in there. But there are millions of players still out there playing these games, and it does mean something to them. So value is in the eye of the beholder. Um, I think GeForce Now is still offering plenty for that $10 and seeing the confidence behind the platform and where they're headed, uh, I don't really see any issue with that. And the comparison is tough. Stadia is offering one thing for 10 GeForce Now is offering something completely different. Well, if, if they're confident, I said this in Discord, and if they're very confident, why can't GeForce Now just say to games like me, here's how we've split between the paid and free i would love them to come out and say there's eight million paid subscribers for founders i'll be over the moon but going forwards i'm a bit worried that i become stagnated going past 10 million because a lot of games don't want to pay ten dollars when they look at the likes of game pass so you're saying they should break down the like the numbers right 10 million how many of those yeah. are free because okay. i would i wouldn't want to be on a free tier and have eight million people trying to get on the platform no <laughs> Honestly, I think I think a a decent chunk of that number is all the free subscriptions that they gave out to everybody that bought NVIDIA GPUs in the last six months. Truth. There's a huge segment of that. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And again, good good point. Um, Jerry, do you do you want to get back at the whole? Just listen to all this. I just feel like man. I thought maybe cloud could stay away from console wars, but no, the cloud wars are here and they're coming and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> True. Duncan, what's your take on this news and also how does it compare with pro and state and GeForce? See, it is going to be all in the eye of the beholder. It's everybody is going to have their own opinions on it. You c I could sit here and make a case that the $9.99 is good value. Um, here's one quick example is 
it is $15 cheaper, 15 pounds cheaper to get Outriders on PC than it is on Stadia straight away, which pays for your subscription there. And so you can actually make Oh yeah, hold tight, hold tight. Yeah, that would get you going there. Yeah, there we go. Is, is, is this is this officially you can get the game? Yes, this is okay. a, this, this this it's officially this is okay. on this is on the humble store. Oh, I happen to, I, I haven't even looked into this like the what people would go like CD keys or anything like this. This is the big proper stores, and you can get the games cheaper. Um, we do know that playing on PC generally is cheaper than playing on on Stadia, which is basically a console in the sky. But if you want the convenience factor, again, go back to Stadia. Overall, with the GeForce Now news, it has actually got me thinking. This time last week, I was basically thinking that GeForce Now was just going to be a complementary platform to PC. I think with these sort of moves they're making now, trying to reduce the load times, make it easier to go in, I think they're going after... I'm not saying like uh, normal gamers, or I, I, I think they are moving towards that uh, and I think it's really really interesting and th- that they are going after or in my opinion they're, that they're going after the whole the wider gaming market now not just PC gamers and again that, that's where I just see what these moves they're making now and that's where where they're going huh okay fair enough good to know Good to know, but I I love this man. It's pretty cool to hear different takes on on this situation. But how monkey, let's get to you, man. What's your take on this GeForce Now news? Um, just sort of picking up where Duncan was saying there about trying to get into more hands. Um, you know the expansion into the new territories and regions that are coming, and the new data center that's going up in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, isn't it? Um, right. And then one later coming to Canada. As Duncan said, I think that shows that they aren't just going to be in this, you know, as a um, as a sort of service to PC players um, sort of thing. I think they, they want to push it further. They see that there's um, there's a share to be had in the market. So yeah, I can definitely see see them making a, a bigger push uh, in the coming months. Um, just on the on the question you posed about the the value, I think if you haven't been in the PC. Um, you know, into PC gaming, you've never sort of gamed on PC. It's just been, you know, your, your consoles over the years. I don't think you really sort of understand what GeForce Now can give you. So all the all the games that you've built up over the years in PC, um, if they are available in the GeForce Now library, you can take them with you on the go. You can move on to your, your big screen if you invest in, you know, the Shield Pro. Um, so yeah, if you're not coming, if you're not coming from a PC player, as I say. It, it, it can look like, what am I getting for this sort of money? You know? But yeah, true. I've been one of them, we were saying this uh, two podcasts ago, I was one of them gamers where Ace said to me, are you a PC gamer? And I was like, yes, I do play on PC. I've played on PC over right. the years, but the games that I have added onto my Steam library are not actually accessible through <laughs> GeForce Now. So when people go, well, are you a, are you a PC gamer? Because you don't like simulators and you don't like space sims, and I'm like, yeah, but I, I do actually love all the other games that I've got. I'm like, well, where, where's all the games my library's got? But I yeah. feel like I get tarnished because I'm not a PC gamer because I've got a different library. Yeah, true, true. 
Core holds every time, no matter what platform it is. Stadia, GeForce Now, they don't have the games that I want. It's every week. Somebody give yeah. holds the games he wants. Just email a list to everyone and try well, the to whole, get it. The whole point is, it's like Square Enix had an event just the other day. Yeah. And they were pushing Cloud. And I'm like, oh, yes. You know, they've got Square Enix games. They've got Tomb Raider, Juice X. They've got Outriders, Marvel Avengers. I'm like, great. And I was like, come on. Name Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and Dragon Quest. Come on. <laughs> Come on! And he just went, no, sorry. And I just went, see, no support for the games. I like, never. What do you mean? Life is Strange 3, bro? No, I'm trying to say, like, yeah, I forgot to mention that, but the point is, is the games that I was saying on, I, on I my library that I can sort of connect I get to. You. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's going to come soon, Holt. We will keep our We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate <laughs> once I get one game. Good call. Chase, what's your take on this news? And how do you think uh, the. What's it called? Uh, what's the new name? Prime? What are they calling the GeForce now? New tier? Priority. Priority. Priority yeah. tier compared to founders. Well, so I, I, I'm going to kind of encapsulate a couple things that everybody said, but kind of just put a, a little bit more of a, a different, not necessarily a different take on it, but just to kind of elaborate on it. It's what Jerry kind of said is all of these platforms and these services have pros and cons, right? None of them are perfect and none of them have like, like this perfect system that's in place. And one of the things I was jotting down is when you look at GFN, what 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 is one of the benefits of that platform? And I think Ben said it is it's a free to play space. There's a lot of games that you can play that are free to play that are available through GFN that maybe you can't get over on Stadia. On the Stadia side of it, you've got games you can keep. Once you claim them, they're there. You don't have to worry about them ever going away. You know, I'm not saying that we're at that place with GFN, but we saw that before where games were taken away and then they brought games back. So there's not that threat that's there. Um, and I think the differences in the approaches of both GFN and Stadia up to the point of this announcement was Stadia was focused on casual gamers. GFN was focused on PC players. That was very much clear in both of their messages. What Duncan just said is 100% what I agree with is GFN is very much now saying, okay, guess what? We said to you all that we were going to go after PC players. Yeah, that was our initial approach. We're expanding that approach now. These are all moves that are that are showing me that they're going after a different type of consumer now. Um, faster load times. What was the number one complaint all of us have said? You know, everyone's already said it, but sign-ins, ease of use. They it, they specifically use the term ease of use in this press release. I was like, my God, like PR and marketing 101, take exactly <laughs> what someone says to you and duplicate yeah. it in your PR messaging to your consumer. Um, and then the, the $10, Jerry's going to, Jerry's going to fall out of his seat. When I say this, the $10 a month is getting them to a sustainable place. Sustainability is, I know Jerry, <laughs> sustainability <laughs> is an important thing for NVIDIA right now. And I think, I don't think $10 is the final place. I think 15 and above, I've always said it is really that sweet Whoa. spot for them without a storefront, but, um, but they're getting there. Like they're, they're making those moves to show that they are serious in this space. Um, and I, I man, it's. This news was crazy this week. When they dropped this, I was like, expansion into new territories, price, you know, price increase, which some might be worried about that, but I looked at it in the flip side. They're moving towards a sustainable place. Like these are all positive things for them. And that's one thing that's gonna be very interesting, just very quickly to wrap this up, is watching these companies expand. And when I say expansion, I'm talking about new markets because we these emerging markets are gonna be vital to these companies' success. Yeah. India. Japan, South Korea, Australia, that's going to be where the next frontier is at and where this, where this cloud war, if we want to call it that, is going to be fought. True. Good point. Good take on that, Chase. So this news, like everyone has said, was 
absolutely insane. And I, I think just, I'm going to give the reaction talking with our team, uh, chief and, and monkey. We were thinking about like making a cloud uh, gaming news video. And then we got this email and we went on the discord, uh, CGX cast shot. And we just like, Holy crap. And Jerry, your take was like the same thing. Like this is huge. It's massive, right? Big news. And again, shout outs to them. So, again, this week was incredible for everyone, but I feel like overall GeForce Now news was insane. It was, is I would say, one of the biggest ones. So, good stuff. Um, but like Jerry was saying, when it comes to the games, wasn't too excited. And we'll quickly just talk about them now and just uh, get y'all's take. But I echo what everyone has said here in the panel. Like, these moves that they're making shows that they're in here to play. You know, they want this to be a... Uh, sustainable business for them right hiking the price even though i'm not i i don't like it at uh 10 but companies got to make money um it's going to be interesting to see if this slows um the growth of the platform right again the founders at the price that they originally launched it was a sweet spot so for ten dollars are people still going to purchase this on a you know monthly basis it's going to be interesting to see if people stick with it again founders probably will because the price is the same but for newcomers if they'll stay with it or go elsewhere um but comparing it to google stadia model i'll be honest with you i like what we get with stadia better than what we get at ten dollars just being real the pro deals are incredible the free pro games think about like last year when we're getting like five six consistently hopefully that gets back there but being able to get free games, I know people can make the argument if you go to Epic Game Store, these free games there, which you can use GeForce Now to play. I get that. But overall, just package-wise, I do think wait, you do get a better deal with Google Stadia compared to what you're getting for GeForce Now. But that's my take quickly. Uh, let's just look at the games. Again, we still have Stadia and xCloud to cover. Do not feed the monkeys. What's the Steam release gonna or gonna? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Was a Steam release. Loop Hero was Epic Game Store. Monop uh, Monopoly Plus was Steam. Snooker 19, Steam. System Shock Enhanced Edition, Steam. Wonderbar Warriors, Steam. Now, none of those games <laughs> interest me at all. And it comes back to, again, not to like hop on GeForce now, but this is what the third week for me where I'm like, they have a weak library, bro. Like this is, this is weak. This is weak. And this is third week. So my patience with games coming to the GeForce now platform, I know we get an outright the same day. I get that, but they've been dropping the ball with the game releases on a weekly basis. For me, I'm just being real. But just quickly, I'm going to open this up. Anyone hop on because we got to move to Stadium X Cloud. But what's the else take on these games? Anyone can just jump jump on here. Oh, I mean, I'll I, jump in. Oh, sorry. Off you go, Ben. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not impressed with the games out of this week or the last like three or four weeks. But at the same time, the actual like new games coming out right now, there's not a lot that they can really add. They can only add older games so i mean what, what, what would you have them at 
Kingdom Hearts, bro. Get those games here, man. There's so many other games. I, they get old I just, games that they can play. I just named about 30 just from the Square Enix release that was on my library that he could have yeah. brought. Yeah. There's still so many games they can bring back to the platform. And, and to me, I looked at this GeForce now this weekend, and I went, bear, let's just see what simulator's been added this week. And then when I seen <laughs> Don't Feed the Monkeys, I just thought to myself, a monkey observer simulator? I said, do you think of everything, don't they? I just thought, oh, my God, this week. <laughs> and so it's been four weeks for me, but I'm like, kudos for people who want to play the game. I respect you picking that game up. But for me, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So... so some of these people must look and go, Holtz, will you stop asking for your games? Your games are more bizarre than mine. I'm like, oh, no. I'll, I'll jump on this one as well. And I I think we all agree, and I think for the people who did do videos, we all, you know, we can 100% praise all of the moves that they're making, all of the news they've announced, and in the same breath say these aren't the games. I think everyone agrees with that. My hopes is because, yes, this is like the third, maybe fourth week running where we've had... Uh, lackluster uh, weekly Thursday games. My hope is with the the GOG announcement, um, we'll get some of that uh, that back catalog uh, introduced fairly soon. That as that part as that partnership grows. Um, also, as I already said, kind of that they're purposely throwing around that ten million number. I'm hoping that either brings back or brings more games on. And also something else that we kind of um glossed over a little bit in in that news is they spoke about their new pipeline onboarding journey for uh for games, which again they um they seem to have doubled the, the speed for everything. So uh they've said that they can actually get new games onto the platform in about half the time now. Um which to me just uh, just kind of preempts that GeForce Now Thursdays as big as they already are. They they some of the stats they gave us. They said last year it was an average of ten games a week, which is a hell of a lot. Um, could we see that grow with a new pipeline, a faster onboarding journey? I'm excited to see that. Uh, I'll just jump. On. Sorry. Jerry, you go. No, go ahead, Duncan. You've been letting everybody else go. I'll go after you. Okay. Uh, it's just I wonder if they're going for like a bit of a Microsoft approach here. I, I think the games this week, again, are weaker games. They've got Loop Hero, which we know is taking off a bit, but they've got the Epic Store version. I think they got that a wee while ago as well. But could they be adopting the Microsoft way of they didn't want to overshadow the big news? They didn't want to drop a couple of big games and they're going to maybe do that next next week as the to build momentum because it's all i think we'll, we'll see next week uh what happens if they drop a couple of big games i think we can say that if it, if it's just more of the same mid-tier to lower sort of tier i think we're it's going to be they may be struggling to bring a couple of the older games back onto the platform yeah, so Microsoft a... just did that hold back thing because they just announced MechWarrior 5 is coming to console, Xbox Series X and S, but they didn't announce it for Game Pass yet or what the price would be or pre-orders or anything. Why? Because there's too much news right now. They're going to announce it for Game Pass. I just know it, but it's going to be next week, not this week. You know, they had to, they yeah. had to hold it back. Yeah. And uh, that wouldn't be surprising. But also with what Ben said, we all say that when these platforms get older games, oh, it's great they got the older games back, but where's the new games? Well, there are no new games right now. And I do believe they're going to get Kingdom Hearts. That comes out in 10 days. I know everybody wants to know ahead of time, but I like surprises. And I have no issue if Kingdom Hearts drops day and date release 
release on GeForce Now and I find out about it that day, I still think that that's coming uh, as a day and date or very soon. I just, I seriously doubt Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming to Epic Game Store and we're not going to have it on GFN pretty much right away. If they get that game, I think Holtz and myself will be very It would be amazing because yeah. I've pre-ordered it. Yeah, I, yeah, I've beat that game so many times, but I can't wait to try <laughs> it on PC. Um, and, and if it goes to GFN, and I think it will, but that's the only game. So if they miss that one and then get Outriders, then, you know, for all the new games that have come out in the past 30 days, they would have only have missed one. And I don't yeah. think they're going to miss that one. We want the older libraries to come back. But like I've said, I'm forward thinking with GeForce now. I want to see the new games coming day and date release, the AAAs, the popular games like Valheim, Indies, all that coming right away. But I don't care about the backfill as much. So so there wasn't much for them to put out right now anyways, but definitely want to see Kingdom Hearts, and I think we're going to. So JoJo is saying MechWarrior 5 is on PC Game Pass already. It is. Accurate? Okay. It is, but it was never on console. The, the game oh, was never on console before. It's going to release on console, and since it's already on Game Pass on PC, I'm telling you, it's it's probably going to be it's a Game coming. Pass game on X, and it may even have the ray tracing, so it would be really cool. That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Anyone else want to give you two cents on these games releasing? Go ahead, Chase. I was just going to say that to, to everyone's point is that content is important, and all these these platforms and services are going to be judged on what content they have at any given time. And for all the good things that, you know, like Mark said, all the positive things that happened this, this past week with GFN, as far as the news that they dropped. Yeah, this isn't a, this isn't the greatest, greatest lineup, but it's going to, it's what, what you're going to have to see out of any of these entities is what happens. Is it a, is it like, uh, like Jerry was saying, are they stretching out the news, trying to play the PR game, which is to control the narrative, which is what good companies do. That's what Microsoft's doing right now. They are intentionally dropping things, they go a couple days. They know they have all this news they could drop at once, but we got to stretch it out. We want to make sure we continue to control the narrative and have our foot on the gas pedal. So it'll be interesting to see what they do next week. But it, it is important to note that all these companies and all these services, they're going to be judged on their content and consumers are going to judge them on the content. If the game's not there, then they'll go over and find it somewhere else on another, another service or platform. Well, how long do we have to wait? Because a few weeks ago, I was mentioning like the likes of Persona Five Strikers yeah. and Saints Row Remasters, and these these are these are big. They were in the Steam charts in the yeah. top ten in the sales, and I I'm still waiting weeks down the line. So I'm like, do I have to wait a month, two months, just to, to come to the platform? Well, well, I think I think the thing that I would say to that Holtz is that's where consumers make that decision. Like you see the reaction from consumers, and and it, it's in every space. Like when Microsoft. I'm not trying to just use Microsoft as an example, but let me use somebody else. Let's say it's Amazon. If Amazon doesn't put out a game for a couple of weeks and you've got, you've got consumers that are loyal to that brand and they don't see that there's games coming out, well, they're vocal about it. And that's where the company then has to react to that. So you being mm -hmm. vocal or other people being vocal, that's why I'm saying content is going to matter because consumers will speak up and say something. But like I said, I feel sometimes when I see the request forms on the internet, I'm like, oh, it's already being made requests, but I'm like, well, where are they? Usually, GeForce Now is quite fast to bring these games to the platform when people request them. True, true. So let's. Are we? Are we all okay? Oh no! Nah. Go ahead, Hell Monkey. Uh, I was just going to add before we move away from GeForce Now, they put a tweet earlier that uh, Rainbow Siege is uh, free to play for the next week, and you can obviously jump in and play it on GeForce Now, so you can. Just we kind of missed over that. Uh, well, not missed over. I don't think uh, it was uh, put into the mainstream, yeah. but I found that on Twitter earlier. 
That's cool. Yeah, thanks for that again. If you guys are big Rainbow Six Siege people, which the game is awesome. If you guys haven't tried it, it's a good way to try it for free uh, with GeForce Now. So go check that out. Thank you for that. Um, so let's move to Stadia. Uh, so much to talk about here. Um, but FIFA released, we'll start with that, a game that was highly anticipated, um, runs really well on this platform. And it's pretty good to see. This is the third official EA game that is really has been released in Stadia. Madden ran well. Star Wars uh, Jedi Phone Order. Eh, it, it ran okay. But FIFA, to my surprise, ran really well. So, again, just want to start by checking what you guys, did you guys play? What, what are your thoughts on FIFA? My experience was it was incredible. A great get for Google Stadia. Um, and again, we'll talk about this Delt Drop game, which was Dragon Quest, which was also a good get for Stadia. Um, but this was, I would say, a great week for Stadia. So I'm curious to see what the panel have to say. But we'll start with FIFA and uh, just give you a overall take on the Google Stadia news for this week. So to get started, Chase, what, what's your take on the Stadia news for this week? Stadia had a good week. Um, this was actually a really positive week for them. I agree with you on that, Ace. Um, when you look at between the the FIFA drop, which the game, I'll be very honest, I've played all three Madden, or Madden, sorry, God, that's stuck in my head, all three <laughs> EA titles uh, that they've put on Stadia. So Jedi Fallen Order, Madden, and now FIFA. And I think FIFA is the cleanest port that's been put onto the platform. It runs the best. It performs the best. Um, there's no, there's no uh, issues with the game from what I've seen. Um, I've had some localized issues more so because I think it's my data center that I'm closest to, but that's a completely different uh, conversation. Um, and then as far as Dragon Quest, that's a that's a popular JRPG. That's a game that a lot of people are going to be interested in. Yeah. Uh, and then the 2K you know, 21 uh, free oh. play day, uh, free weekend uh, this weekend. I mean, again, in a week where, let's just pretend that this hadn't been you know, a week where everybody else was dropping crazy amounts yeah. of news, yeah. this would have been a spotlight for this platform and would have yeah. been talked about. Um, and I think that's one of the one of the things that I'm sure people will talk about is that the timing of where you want to put these kind of news pieces out or where you want to try to get these things out. You want to try to do it in a cycle where you know you're not going to have competing news so that you get a little bit of that news cycle. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you can't you can't fault the news. The news is positive for them. This was a yeah. really good week. So yeah. strong, strong stuff for them. True. Forgot to mention 2K, so thank you for bringing that up. And again, that was available to play for free. Tuesday, right? Normally Thursday, so it's like a little extension to to the free to play week. Um, yeah, again, good stuff overall for Stadia, I think. So let's check in with Ben. What's your take on the Stadia news for this week? Uh, I agree with Chase. I think that it was great news. It was you know great week for Stadia. They just got overshadowed by everybody else. Um, there were just so much news this past week. Uh, last like week and a half um that it was just hard to keep up with and you know stadia just kind of barely made it in there even though they had a great week um as far as fifa uh i wanted to buy it but i kind of held back because i wanted to see how everybody else was doing how they were liking it performance wise and everything and like you guys were saying that the, the performance what i hear is phenomenal the one the one downside is player base it took 
they, they everybody was finding matches the first 24 hours. The second Friday hit, it just dropped. All my all my friends in in, in Europe were having a hard time playing on Friday evening and finding a match. Mm. Play base issue um, is something you know Stadia kind of is known for it online. So bummer. Same thing kind of happened with Madden, but we'll see. Um, so Roger, let me bring this up real quick. Uh, you said FIFA and Madden equals first buy, and Jedi equals Unreal Engine. So it seems like they've perfected the first buy engine, right? On on Stadia, but the Unreal Engine with EA games are kind of struggling. I think that's what you're trying to say. But let's check in with uh, Jerry. What's your take on the Stadia news for this week? Um, again, like everybody's saying, it's a positive week for Stadia. There's no way that they could have known Microsoft was going to absolutely dominate all news cycles every day for at least a week straight, uh, or two weeks, really, with Bethesda included in there. So it's been tough for anybody to kind of elbow in and get their information out there. Uh, GeForce now did a good job of it, uh, especially with people like us out here, you know, that they, they connect with and, and we get the information out there for people. So they, they did well. Stadia had a great week. Um, FIFA has, out of all the, all the EA sports games do great. FIFA's got the money, though. Uh, this game is literally the highest selling of all of them. So it's not surprising to me that this port runs the best. What makes a port run good? Money. They can make any game on Stadia run as good as they choose to make it run on Stadia. And we, we've seen that with different games. My understanding of, of porting games over to Stadia is that it's actually very difficult. It's, it's extremely difficult to access all the different pieces because they've used this chiplet design. The way that, the, that you have to program the games to access the power, it's not like just going in and grabbing a Series X and making for that. You're having to have things pieced up. It's, it's a lot more complicated. So it's not surprising that that is running so well because they put the money into it. Uh, I've seen gorgeous videos of the game running on Stadia. I don't have it. I didn't grab it. Um, like Ben said, you don't don't go into it for multiplayer. And on Stadia, most people already know it is very difficult, right? Uh, with the player base for multiplayer games, um, use LFG websites, uh, looking for groups, use Discord, use friends. You know, get people together that way. Use Twitter. But if you're just trying to go and use the games matchmaking or things like that, you're gonna have have problems. But as far as a port goes, as far as coming to Stadia, the game's gorgeous. 2K free to play was great. They have another huge sale going on. You can't can't complain too much this week for for stadia for what they did but they did get overshadowed yeah i just forgot to mention to terraria can never say that game was a game that was released too so uh for the people that spoke already if you just want to hop on and give you take in that release in stadia feel free but let's check in with duncan what's your take on the stadia news this week okay if we're just looking at it in the stadia bubble we're not looking at whatever happened in other places this has been a great week for stadia if we're looking at it in a broader sense for stadia i think it has been a good week stadia was trending on twitter again this week and and you know when stadia is trending on twitter it ain't a good thing usually and it was the Jade Raymond thing and and another interview which was overshadowed as well was the Shannon Studstill uh, interview which it's well worth checking that out as well. So overall I think it's it's been a good week for Stadia great week if you're not taking out the other sources of Stadia news from uh, which aren't delivered by them but yeah it, it, it has been a, a good week 
FIFA, I have not bought FIFA. I've said why I haven't bought FIFA. It's actually if, two reasons. If it was under £15, I would have probably got it. And the second reason is uh, I'm a PES man over FIFA because PES is just a lot more fun for me. Uh, I just enjoy it a lot more. I just feel FIFA scripted at times or just feels scripted. Uh, if we're going to get in the <laughs> talk like that. But... Uh, it has been it has been a good week for uh, Stadia. I just hope they can announce fifty five more games uh, down the line. I'm just trying to give it a yes. <laughs> Mark, what's your take on the Stadia news? Yeah, I think it was a good week for them. Um, it could have been a bad week, uh, depending on the performance uh, of FIFA uh, after the last few weeks. Some of the their controversies this lawsuit about things not running in true 4k 60 fps uh, it was confirmed that fifa is yes in fact 4k 60 fps and i think somebody else said it it runs just as well as the the next gen consoles which is great to see so it could have been a horrendous week for stadia had this been like one of the half-assed ports so really happy to see that um, that they kind of met expectations with this one. In terms of price of it as well, because we didn't know how much it was going to cost. Um, it, it's come in kind of where I was anticipating, which is which is pretty good. I did see that they, because it was like twenty four dollars or something. They did have the like slash through sixty dollars next to it. it. Was like it that. Don't make it out like it's a discount. You were never going to release it for $60. Like, it, there's only, because I, I went and did a, a search around this. I was a little bit curious. There's only a few places, some like mainstream places that are still selling console versions for full price. Um, as Duncan was talking about earlier, some of those other sites, you know, CD keys and places like that, it's, it's basically $24 everywhere. So they're, they're uh, match, price matching that, which is pretty good. So I'm hearing a lot of positivity for Stadia this week. So again, Google, it's kind of a bummer, like Chase was saying, um, just got overshadowed by a lot of good news from other people. But yeah, this is uh, this is good to see for sure. But let's check in with Holtz. Do we get to you with this? No, no, no. I thought we were waiting for the best till last. I thought you was doing, you know what I mean? (laughs) This this week was amazing. Where a lot of people say on the podcast, um, content is king. If you said to me, what franchises would you like to see on any given cloud platform? I would definitely say FIFA and the likes of Dragon Age. And getting this this week, and I was expecting FIFA, and I've been playing it with my twin on couch co-op. But like I said, my nephew, you know, he's been playing it all week. Well, all weekends and stuff like that. And he's been playing on the card in 4G. And he's like to his parents, Dad, Dad, I'm playing FIFA on on my tablet. And the, his dad's like, because he's not a game. He's like, wow, how'd you do that? And I'm like, it's on stadium, mate. And he's like, wow. He's in the back of the car playing the game. So it was a good <laughs> step in the direction for my family to play cloud game. And for me, I was not going to buy Dragon Quest Eleven. I was, wasn't going to play it on stadium because I already played it on the likes of Game Pass on december but what happened was since final fantasy 15 got removed from playstation now i thought to myself i can't be subscribing to subscriptions where these jrpgs are getting removed before i finish them so i went oh i might as well go onto a platform that i love and i bought um dragon quest 11 and both games look absolutely amazing and i'm really happy yeah yeah that's a good point. Again, uh, the same game is in Game Pass, right? But realistically, how long is it going to last here? 
Right, so if you make that investment today, you know that Dragon Quest is going to be there for quite some time. So, true, true. Hell Monkey, what's your take on this, uh, this day in news? Uh, well, Dre sort of stole my thunder there in the chat, and as he's mentioned, that Stadia is one of the only places that you can play FIFA in the cloud right now, apart from Boosteroid, I believe. That's but, true. Um, yeah, so I'm going to retract from a previous statement I made about FIFA coming to Stadia. I was of the, um, I was of the thought process that this sort of time of the year isn't the best time to bring a footballing game because the season's over. But upon fuller thinking, I'm thinking as the season ends, how are people going to get their football fix with FIFA and the likes waiting on the next one coming out? So yeah, it's it's, it's a good time they've got in there early enough, and from what I've seen, it, it looks looks so good on Stadia. So it does. So yeah, kudos to EA for the fantastic port. But here's here's where I think Stadia have missed a trick. So we we have NBA 2K um, as a free to play weekend. I think that they should have made it FIFA. And i tell you why I think they should have made it FIFA. So we are coming towards the end of March. Um, under current circumstances across the globe, people are tight for money. It's affecting everybody. So if they had made it free to play, say, until Sunday, you know, with the free play days, and then uh, obviously the price isn't too bad, that gives people a chance to try it, see how it runs, and then that gets you towards the end of the month where a lot of people get paid. And then they might think, oh, man, that game looks great. I am going to buy that at the end of the month. So I think they sort of missed a trick. But other than that, the, the, the news has been fantastic. And as everyone's already mentioned, it has been overshadowed ever so slightly by other goings-on in the cloud gaming landscape this week, unfortunately. True, true. But, Hellmonkey, I was saying there last week that I've seen on Twitter that a lot of people are saying it was irrelevant because the season's over, but that's only true for Western European leagues. The likes yeah. of Norway, Sweden, Ireland, South America, that their season's just starting, so they've still got the whole likes yeah, of season 21 true. to support the game. And the United so, States, Major yeah. League Soccer. Yeah. Yeah. We're, t- we're talking football here, Chase. Come on. <laughs> You you cut it out, man. Don't start. Don't start with me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, good point with the free to play um, NBA Two K though. Um, I I was really shocked. I mean, I love it because I play that game a lot, and it's pretty good, uh, cool to see the park filled out with people. But I really thought we were going to get FIFA this week, like we got Madden with the free to play weekend. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good point. They might still do it. They might still do it at some point, you know, um, maybe next weekend, and they could just, you know, yeah. drop it on as a free play day. But uh, yeah, uh, nonetheless, good week. Good week yeah. for Stay Delver. I'll tell you one thing that was bitter this week. Um, when FIFA came out for $25 in the States, I was like, well, yes, we must be getting it cheaper in the, in, in Europe because the conversion <laughs> rates. I was like, it's going to yeah. be under £20. Yes. And then when I signed in and seen 25 I was like, oops. <laughs> so, <laughs> but overall, pricing, let's talk about that real quick before we move on. I thought it was good, right? That's kind of what we were hoping, 20, 24, 25. I thought they... Did a good job with pricing. What was the else take on the pricing of FIFA? Uh, uh, 
I'll just go. I'm just going to shout out our European buddies out there. I think they have been screwed again from my reading of it. They are paying a lot more uh, again, and I think that is a common theme which is going on there. I'm happy enough to be corrected, but I think they're paying slightly more like they have been for some of these other games, especially I know Ubisoft is they're having big issues out there. These are the people they're paying in euros. Uh, I'm talking. I'm talking about so uh, overall the pricing didn't shock me i think i said i, was, I thought it would come in about dallas to sale but I, I i think it needed to be a, a couple of pounds cheaper over here just because of the conversions hmm. cool, cool so i want to move to xcloud um and shout out to everyone i think we all can agree that this was a good week overall for google stadia so Seriously, round of applause. I mean, let's keep it up. Let's keep the consistency going for this platform. So good, good week. All right, so xCloud, um, there's a game that, you know, it's a big game where GeForce now has the demo of right now. And, you know, it's releasing on Stadia uh, April 1st, I believe, um, with some Stadia-exclusive features. And that game is coming to xCloud Game Pass and I, I have an interesting conversation, um, and I want to know where you guys stand with this. So it's coming to Game Pass, same day release, but it's only on the cloud and for consoles, so not PC, just to throw that out there. So good get. I wonder how much they sp- uh, paid to get this exclusive, you know, right to this game uh, release on Game Pass. But now you have three, well, if you want to throw in Shadow, you can say four, but we'll take Shadow out. And say you have three places in the cloud where you can play Outriders when it launches day one. Kudos for everyone going out getting this game first day, right? But the breakdown is for GeForce Now, you have RTX limited to 1080p, but you have RTX come lunch. For Google State, you have 4K. We don't know what FP... Oh, to go back to GeForce Now, the demo says 60 FPS, so we know we're getting that. So again, RTX 1080, 60 FPS. For Google Stadia, we hopefully are going to get 4K. Hopefully we get 60, but then Stadia exclusive feature with Stream Connect. And then you can add cross-play for all of them. For xCloud, we're getting 720p, right? Um, people can make the argument that you can you know, play a PC with 1080p. But let's just say some people don't know how to do that yet. And the only way you can play that game is 720p on xCloud. You're getting it for free. I, Not for free, but if you pay for Game Pass, that is, you, you get the game pretty much. So I feel like that's the advantage that Game Pass has. So saying all of this, where are you guys going to pick this game up at? What what platform are you going to play it on? And just what what... Where's the excitement level with this game releasing on all of the cloud game platforms? So to get started, Ben, what's your take on Outriders coming to these platforms? Um, I mean, I was super excited when I saw it was coming to Game Pass. Um, I, I would play it on Stadia for convenience, but I'm worried about the the FPS on there. They, they, they haven't really been open on what it's going to be. And if it's 30, that game's going to be basically unplayable. Just the, the pace that it moves at, yeah. it, it's going to be really hard to play that game at 30. Um, I, I'll probably be playing it on my Series X just because, you know, 
We're not talking about Series <laughs> X, bro. But I, I will. I that being said, I'll also play it on my phone on X Cloud as well. Just just the convenience factor. Okay. Cool. Cool. Let's check in with Horse. Where are you playing this game? Come on. Well, before I come on this panel, I thought I knew where I was going to play it, but now since Duncan mentions it's cheaper on um, Humble Bundle for GeForce Now, I am literally torn <laughs> between where to play it. Because part of me is like, well, I would love to play it on um, Game Pass, but like I said, I wouldn't be want to be playing on that low-quality setting for the xCloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe in Stadia would be the best place for me to buy it, but part of me is like, well, I would love to see this game with ray tracing and stuff like that on GeForce Now at a cheaper price. Now that, like I said, Duncan's mentioned it, but part of me is like, I'm not sure maybe they might not hit 60 FPS if they add all the full features and ray tracing. Maybe they'll add maybe a performance versus visual mode. So uh, maybe I should wait close to the day to see which one I want to pick now. But cost is going to play a price going forward. That's true. That's a good point. How about you, Jerry? Where are you picking this one up? All right. So... (laughs) Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I mean, I, I, everywhere, first of all. I mean, Jesus, it's Game Tech Planet. I've got it on PS5, Xbox Series X, Game Pass, PC, Stadia. I mean, we're going to be doing it all. And um, to note your 720p thing with xCloud, something to understand for everyone is not only are we just in the beginning of cloud, each company is in a different stage. Um, just like Luna's been going slow, Microsoft's been going slow too. xCloud's still been in beta for the most part. Yeah. And that 720p was intended for this little guy right here. So it's it's not great, but it's doable. 720p is not for a TV. It's not for a PC monitor. It's not even really for a larger laptop or tablet screen. Um, their whole niche, their whole goal in the beginning was to be testing this on Android phones and iPhones, but iPhone got canceled. <laughs> so half of their beta got the launch. Um, so they only got to put the product on half the devices they plan to. So, but it was going to be a phone only thing until they got to this 1080p PC app, which is going to go from the test app to a PC app to, um, browser support working on Xbox phones and everything like that. That's our in-between upgrade. That's, that's what's going to be happening. And then when they get to our series X blades, now we're looking at stadia. I, I don't want to say that, but quality the possibilities for the 4K, the HDR, all that. They are not to that process just yet. xCloud is still very much what GeForce Now was for PC users as an add-on. xCloud is still a free add-on to experience cloud and its potential, but not what it's meant to be yet from Microsoft. So while we are going to sit here and compare all of them, they're not on equal footing yet. And I think next year is going to be a lot more fun to compare a lot of these services because Everybody should be out of beta by then. Everybody should be like on some pretty good hardware. So right now it gets really difficult. I'll be playing on Series X just like Ben. That's where my personal gaming is going to happen for Outriders. But I'll be testing it everywhere and playing it on Stadia, you know, at times and and things like that and GeForce Now. But I think because of the ray tracing features and things like that, I think GeForce Now is going to be a pretty popular place just like Cyberpunk to go play that game, especially for people that don't have the hardware. True, true. Yeah, thanks for all of that, uh, Jerry, for sure. Duncan, where are you picking this one up? It was at? too much. It was too much, right? No, it's it good. I love it. Go ahead. Yeah, Jerry just explains it all nicely there. If there was a, if there was a gun put to my head and I had a bet on one platform, it would be GeForce Now. Uh, you know what you're going to probably get there, and you could tweak the features, uh, even though it's free or 
yeah, we, we always say free on Game Pass, but I think everybody knows what we're talking about there. Uh, if you're going to play it on Xbox, I, I think you're going to you're going to need a bit of a boost there. Uh, Stadia with the pricing of that as well. Um, I, I have a horrible feeling we're going to get 4K, 30, and 1080, 60 as the two options there uh, with the balance mode. Uh, and they haven't, why haven't they showed us off any stream connector? Because that could tip people over the edge and go, I want to buy that 100% on yeah. Stadia. Because that is something which could be a real game seller for them and a platform seller. But again, if I was going to buy any off it, it would probably be on GeForce now. But like Ben uh, <laughs> and Jerry, I will be playing mine on. Oh my, my series, goodness, you guys. <laughs> my series, my series, my series X. So but I wasn't convinced of the demo, so there's that as well. Uh-huh. Good to know. Good to know. so. Uh, just you saying that with the performance mode, I I do think, you know, if the game does run, you know, performance mode at sixty with ten eighty p is then equivalent to first now right and then you get an rtx at 1080p would you so that's that's quite interesting um trying to play that game someone was saying that on here at 30 is i don't think that game was intended for 30 so if you're hoping for 4k that might be a reality check for you um but yeah okay cool uh did we get to you mark okay why are you picking this one up at? I'm potentially leaning towards GeForce now, um, okay. because so I uh, I didn't I I really enjoyed the the demo. I played for it twice with different people because I wanted to get more people involved. Um, I'm excited to see how you know how GeForce now handles the entire game. Uh, obviously, being on the the founders tier with the RTX stuff, I've got a feeling it actually won't be long until we're trying this on XCloud. Uh, officially through Windows and through the browser. Um, I think it was leaked last month. We still haven't got confirmation, but it's from pretty good sources that Xbox will be doing uh, what's new in gaming on the 23rd next week, um, where cloud is expected to be kind of front and center. No, Duncan has (laughs) insider knowledge that I don't. No, it was announced uh, yesterday. Uh, again, I'm, not, I'm going to make a joke here. This is just a joke. They're announcing more games than that's coming to Stadia this year. They're announcing 100 indie games uh, next week, or next Friday. Hmm. And it's an it's a indie game event. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> now, I, was competition I, was, GeForce now. I, was, I was expecting uh, an official date. At some point, for uh, especially because, uh, like, even if you're on Twitter, we saw um, pictures of like Daddy Phil playing it yeah. on a, on a Surface. Uh, Surface Pro X in the in the airport. Yes, I called him Daddy Phil. Let's all just move past that. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was expecting a, com- a confirmed date for that. Now I'm not sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm right now. I'm thinking GeForce now. Cool. I still got Anthem. I think you mean PTSD, right? Um, okay, cool, cool. Chase, where where are you picking this one up at? 
All right. So if okay. we're talking cloud, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go with that first. Okay. So sure. it'll be on Stadia, but I'm going to be very authentic. And it's something that everyone has already said here. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be the one that kind of rips the bandaid off. Um, Square Enix had an event surrounding performance of this game and showed everywhere that it was running and what it ran at. And the one place we saw nothing on was Stadia. And my question is, and this is where I come back to this all the time, is who is holding this back? Is it the publisher or is it Stadia? Because there's been this, you, you, you all know what I'm saying. We've seen situations where it's Google that holds things back. And then we've seen situations where the publishers hold, hold, you know, hold something back. And then Google always says, well, it's up to the publisher to decide. Well, but your action said otherwise over here. So I'm really just in kind of a holding pattern because we're at a point now in the development cycle of that game. We should know something by now. We should know, is it running at 4K60 or is it running at 4K30? And the fact that we don't, that's a concern to me. So um, eventually, Square Enix has made the, the, the promise that this game will be, have cross-progression. So I'm still going to pick it up on Stadia so that at the point that it does become cross-progression, I'll have the ability to have convenience in playing it. But for the moment, and now I'm going to flip it, <laughs> I'm going to be playing it on the Series S because that's confirmed 4K60. So um, I will be picking it up on Stadia. I'm still buying it. I'm just not going to play it there yet until I see what the performance is, but moreover until there's cross progression. Okay, so I got shoot. So Chief taught me a lesson because I thought it had cross progression, and again, I might be wrong, but it doesn't. Right? No, because okay, so this is cross, cross play right now, but no cross progression. So that is something that they have said that they're actively going to okay. work towards later this year, but it's not right now their number one item that they're focused on. Okay. Which sucks, right? Because again, if you're playing this in GeForce now, you can't pick up where you let. It's it's crazy that they launch him without anyway. Um, so right, Ubisoft is ahead of the game because yeah. jumping PlayStation to Xbox to Cloud to Stadium, playing Valhalla and having my game right there. It's, yeah, it, it's we need it's that for every so game. Beautiful, yeah, for sure, for sure. How about you, uh, Monkey? Where, where are you picking this one up at? Well, sort of like Duncan, I wasn't too impressed with the game on the demo. Um, yeah, it just it, it sort of felt like a you know a sort of combination of all the previous you know sort of little shooter type games you know sort of thrown together. The cutscenes really annoyed me until I found out why they have so many cutscenes in, and then it sort of makes makes more sense. So that was fine. But here, he, I'm going to throw an idea out here. Um, so we know we have this Xbox event next week. And uh, with the previous video that they just released, you know, their official walkthrough of cloud gaming, they said that, you know, it's coming to PC and iOS, you know, they said earlier this year and, uh, you know, we're coming into the second quarter now. I think that we are going to see um, Outriders launching April 1st only on console and xCloud. And I think that's when xCloud is going to release onto the 1080 instead of 720 and then we'll see you know how much better the performance is but as for where i was to pick that up if i had to pick it up it would be on pc to play on geforce now just because we do not know you know what it's going to run like on stadia right now you know because you want to have best of both worlds you want to get 4k 60 i don't want to play it 1080 60 if i want to play it 1080 60 i'm going to get a better quality on geforce now so yeah. yeah, it'd be GeForce now for me. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Do we get everyone's taken where you get in this game at? Okay. 
So me personally, I I think it was Duncan that said the uh, 4K 60. Um, no, the 4K 30. And I didn't think about that. And realistically, CMOS games that has come out for this platform, uh, that has been the case, right? If you want performance, it's 1080 60. If you want visuals, it's 4K 30. And my goodness, I cannot play this game at 4k 30 um so that has me thinking i really was gonna get it for stream connect and stadia but i'm gonna wait i'm gonna see how this performs i'm gonna let jerry and chief do the whole testing and see what this game really has to offer but i'm gonna wait now i actually was uh gonna pre-order this like asap but now i'm questioning things with performance and stadia um, but yeah, I think this was a good discussion for sure. But let's talk about more xCloud news. So EA Play was released for PC, right? 60 games they claim is coming to um, PC Game Pass through EA Play. And I was like, when I read that news, I was like, my goodness, Microsoft is just trying to kill it at it, like on every stage. But then it got me thinking, how sick would this be if this came to the cloud eventually as well, right? We're talking about like 68 games in the cloud. That We already have some now, but I would love to have that catalog of games in the cloud. And so my thing is, do you guys feel like we'll see those games eventually come to the cloud? And if so, how excited are you guys for that? So to get started, Ben, let's, let's get you taking this. Um, I, I think they will come to xCloud. Um, I think they're waiting for xCloud to be better first. Like performance wise? Mm -hmm. For a lot of those EA, a lot of those EA games, you need better performance than what xCloud has to offer at the moment. Um, once we see that go, I think that it'll be pretty quick. They'll, they'll all be on xCloud. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So are you saying, because I think Jerry mentioned this, there's going to be like a midway point with, um, you know, just 1080p and then eventually to Series X Blade with 4K. Are you saying the 4K upgrade or do you think we'll see it like sooner? Than well, that depends. That? With, with 1080p, aren't they going to be testing Series X Blades with 1080p first before they upgrade it to 4K? I, I thought that's know. what I had seen, but I could be wrong. Because right now, they're, you know, if you get the PC, this 1080, um, my assumptions that's still Series S. Uh, no, the Xbox One S blades, right? Yeah, you're still getting the One S 1080. They've yeah. just upped that that stream, that okay. stream on there. But I knew as soon as I loaded it up, that's One S texture resolution. Right. <laughs> that's right. not even one one x so yeah it, they're you're not going to see that jump past the 1080 till they get the series x uh blades and the 1080s definitely not not those yet i think they're so, working on the stream the streaming side and and getting that smoothed out i would say ea on x cloud then we'll have to, we'll have to wait until the series x blades are on there okay fair enough fair enough mark what's your take when do you think we'll be seeing it or if we'll see it I think we will. Uh, again, pretty much what Ben said, I think it goes down to performance. I think we've seen in the past, or from 
from other um, platforms where EA titles are available, I think it's safe to assume that EA aren't one of those these publishers who are afraid of the cloud or afraid that cloud uh, cloud services performances will degrade the quality of their games and people will think their their games are bad. We're not really seeing any of that, so I've got no doubt that even if it's not the full selection, um, at least some of the more popular ones, you know, the uh, the sports ones, the Star Wars ones, um, probably even because within you know EA, they've they've got a lot of the uh, what I'd almost consider like mobile games, like Plants vs Zombies and things like that. Crap like that is always going to end up on the crowd on the cloud because especially for the the um, handheld phone um variation of it it's such an easy thing to kind of jump in and out of and the control scheme that's one i can see being a big one for like on-screen controls and things like that um so yeah no doubt um we'll see at least some of these as to when potentially as we were saying after the the series x uh blade upgrades Maybe, as I said, the the like plants versus zombies. I don't think there's any any uh, anything stopping that one. So we'll maybe see a few of those drip through before. But the larger ones, your your Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, things like that. I I would say that would be after Series X. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So what's your take on this? When. Uh, I'm in two minds of things. This really annoyed me this week when I seen these games coming to um, Game Pass because part of me was like it was so diverted and part of me was like I love um, Mia Automator and I love um, the likes of Octopath Traveler. And when I saw that, which is supported by Square Enix, I thought to myself, Square, you can bring us Dragon Quest, but you can't bring these to the cloud. Then, which made me think, well, if Square Enix is not going to do it, then I don't believe EA is going to do it. So I was like, EA, why didn't you bring Star Wars um, Squadrons? Because I'm a really player. And when I see it only PC only, I was like, once again, you're fractioning me here within yeah. Game Pass. Because I'm like, well, if Sega can bring Yakuza 6 as well to cloud, console, and PC, you've got no excuse in my eyes when it comes to the games that I like and publishers. So I'm a bit disheartened with the publisher's move this week. I, I want I want to see it all as an option to cloud, and that doesn't matter if it's EA, Square Enix, um, Capcom, whatever. Yeah. So I'll I'll just echo what you said. When I saw this, I just read the headline. I like my mouth just dropped. I was like, "Holy crap!" This is and the first was uh, the previous week with Bethesda game. Seventeen of them come. I thought like we're getting sixty <laughs> games to like the cloud. I was like, "Yo." They're killing it right now. But then I read it was only for PC. I was like, ah, fragmentation. Here we go. All over again. Right? So, but Jerry, what's your take on this, man? So, the we've talked about the fragmentation stuff before. And again, being so, uh, just starting off in cloud, what Ben and Mark are saying is one part of that, which is performance. Uh, the one the one S, especially something like Star Wars Squadrons, it's not going to look good being streamed to you uh, with a console like that. Um, so there is a performance side, but I think something that uh, probably Chase can speak to even more deeply than I can to is the digital rights distri- distribution, the, the ability to stream these games to you at all. Microsoft has already said they want to make it to where any game you purchase, you can stream from xCloud just like you can from your Xbox. I mean, Duncan talk about that feature all the time. We game stream 
all our games from Series X. Um, so they can't even take take games you own and that aren't first party, put them in the cloud and stream them to you. There's a lot of uh, legal jargon that has to happen uh, for all that to come to come to fruition. So not only do they got to get to performance where it needs to be, they've got to work on all the legal issues as well. Uh, they've said they want all the games you purchase in the future to be able to be streamed from xCloud. I think that's their first step and then trying to onboard more and more games. But I think you're always going to have someone that says, no, don't put my game there, <laughs> or at least for a little while. True. Good point. Sucks, but good point. Uh, Duncan, what's your take on this? Uh, obviously, we don't want fragmentation, but it's you're always going to get fragmentation with Game Pass, especially with the PC. I'm going to bring up a game which has been mentioned in the chat, which is a which is a great way game, Command and Conquer, remastered. You won't be able to play that on console. Uh, so we are always going to get some form of fragmentation. It's it's going to be disappointing for people, but I, I, I'm not too worried about this. The, the game, game Pass for PC, again, I, I would say the vast majority of them are on console anyway, and so, I'm pretty sure some of them are in cloud as well. Is Madden still in the cloud? Madden 20. Yes. It's still in the cloud. Yes. Obviously, we, we do just want to get to the, the phase where everything's all together. And I can see that happening or some sort of announcement this year that everything's going to sort of tie up. I think we're going to get an announcement in the next couple of weeks. It may be next week in the lead up to this. Uh, the game announcements later about uh, xCloud going 1080p, going on the iOS, going on the PC. And I think we're going to get an E3 announcement or whatever conference we're going to do that uh, they're going to have a big massive push for cloud at that and we're going to get play anywhere buy games everywhere and just off you go fair enough fair enough i i would give them credit though the games that they do have on game pass right now 3a it's actually pretty decent like you stated madden the sims dragon age um but again it'd be nice to get the others though but let's get to chase what's your take on on this uh jerry beat me to it man i already saw the way he was talking about it and and where i was gonna go with it so he's he's spot on um there's so there's there's two elements to this i want to talk about the lead off with with what jerry was talking about and then i want to talk about one other part that i think is an actual interesting equation to this uh something i touched on earlier is um there are contractual obligations with a lot of this stuff and Digital rights distribution has a lot to do with it. Um, and one thing that's that's going to be very interesting, and there's been a couple of industry leaders actually retweeted a, an article this past week. Um, I can't think of the name of the person right now, but um, you're seeing a lot of companies right now, and I'm talking about publishers, are looking to do their own cloud streaming services. And rather than putting it onto a platform, they don't want to do that. They're like, you can have the console version, the PC version, but cloud, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to retain the rights to that. That's going to be us. So um, you saw the the uh, the investment that Square Enix put into Ubitus. That's not a mistake. That's intentional. Um, and EA in the past has been doing their own testing with Project Atlas, with who? AWS, with who? Amazon. So there's a lot of this stuff that's being done in the background where you can see these little chess moves that are happening. And I know, I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, Ace, when I was on here, that you're going to see a lot of these publishers do what you're seeing with Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, 
they're going to deliver games directly to consumers rather than having to use platform holders. And that's why Microsoft and Sony are freaking out because they don't want to be what? No, no, no. We're still needed in this space. Don't remove us. Like, don't yeah. do that to us. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I think is a, the, the, the interesting point to this is to the EA play question. I actually think where you're going to see this movement happen relatively fast. And I could be very wrong on this. This is solely an opinion, but again, it comes back to emerging markets. When xCloud starts moving into these big spaces where, again, there's no existing platforms, they are going to push every bit of content they can in those places. So I think you're going to see kind of that cloud revolution, if you will, really start to pick up for all of these platforms and services. Once you start seeing, again, India, Australia, South Korea, Japan, you're really going to see that content really come to, to fruition at that point, I think. Uh, because we're already, they, they know what our market is here. We're, we're split. It's a dedicated device dedicated device um, uh, ecosystem with both the U.S. And, and, and most of Europe. But those emerging markets, man, that's going to be where the focus is going to be when they get into those. Interesting. Thanks for the take for sure on that situation. Hellmonkey, what's your what's you take on? Um, I, don't, I don't really have anything to add. I think you guys have uh, covered all bases, really nothing. Um yeah, I got nothing. You guys have pulled everything that I was thinking about. <laughs> cool, cool. Can I good. just add what's really interesting about what Chase was just talking about? Because we've said it too, um, and it could be Stadia's future business model, where all these companies are going to rent uh, or lease server space, and they're going to they're going to shoot you their game. I wonder if Chase talked to Amazon, or if Amazon already saw this coming, and that's why we have this channel model coming for Luna, because these companies could all do that and still add their channel to Luna and not lose any money. And you could still have all those individual apps and services while Luna could be the only cloud company saying, yeah, we support that model. That's yeah. fine. You can do that. It's, it's really interesting to see yeah. where it goes. So that is what got me really excited. Like I told you guys last podcast, I've been playing a lot of Luna. And that was like the eye-opener. I can definitely see them being that platform that just gets all, all of them. Because, again, it's what company is going to say no to that? It's a way for them to like luna's making money right you just luna's providing the the tech for you to just bring your game and distribute it um i, I mean it's it's good stuff they they do take that route i'm just i'm just going to jump into something uh, chase was saying because we were actually talking about something similar to this uh a couple of days ago and uh, and chase is now going to query what what did i say to this absolute rocket it is uh there is going to be uh we're talking about uh, can someone say the the company the which square uh square Enix? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's ubitus ubitus oh, yeah he's providing their back end He's what? He's 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 providing their backend. He's doing providing the hosting. Uh, Microsoft, sure. is it? Microsoft. Uh, uh, then you've got Amazon doing their own thing. Um, we're going to have Google doing that. So we're going to be talking about these three big companies. Uh, no matter what, because they are going to be the ones holding all the chips. The, again, the ones we actually look out for, uh, and I think it's just going to be the sleeping one, and we see it all the time, is Tencent. It's if Tencent starts to come over, that is that is one to work, look out for. But 
we're them three companies are the ones fighting over who is going to be the cloud winner. Uh, even if it isn't their own own services, if it's not going to be doing this, not going to be Stadia's, not going to be X Cloud, they are fighting over who is going to be hosting it, at the very least. That that seems to be like the war to come, right? Uh, who's going to get the hosting right? I guess. Interesting. All right, so we got ten minutes. I just thought about this. Um, we always talk about like giving an update to Shadow. We have Mark here. I want to use the at least the last five minutes to just let us know what you know or have heard so far for Shadow. But before we do so, Mark, um, I do want to just talk about some of the games that are releasing for Xbox Game Pass or xCloud. Um, so to get started, read it off here. So we have Undertale, which is coming to xCloud. It's, it's not coming. It's available today. We have Empire of Sin, Cloud Console PC, March 18th. Near Automata PC. Again, this is also available for the cloud, March 18th. Star Wars Squadron, Console EA Play, 18th. Uh, Torchlight 3 PC, 18th. Genesis Noir, Console PC, 25th. Octopath Traveler, Console PC, March 25th. Pillars of Eternity 2, March 25th. Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't know there was all these games. Yakuza 6, Cloud, Console PC, 25th. Narita Boy, Cloud, Console PC, 30th. Outriders, April 1st. Oh, all right. So those are the games coming to Game Pass. Just want a quick take on what y'all's thoughts on these games. Anyone just hop on if you have um, anything to say about these games. Me, personally, I think they're incredible. But what's your take on it? it's good game pass is on fire okay cool extremely excited for octopath traveler because there's one i always wanted to check out but for a switch game it was always ridiculously overpriced for me um but it's supposed to be one of the most like highly rated jrpgs so i'm very excited to give that a try when it comes next week i i own that i own that on stadia and it's it's so much fun to play yeah game is awesome it's a great game sure yakuza 6 though cloud that's what i'm really excited about man yeah we're seeing all the yakuza on cloud really excites me that's like seven titles so far zero to six so that that really excites me and that's why i wanted the likes of near automator and octopath traveler even though i've got it on the switch i just love to see it on the cloud if i can play them games on my tablet versus on game pass on my phone i'll be well well be grinding these rpgs yeah he's got some games he wanted <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the whole point is, is it's not really that I want it because at the moment using PC is sort of an escape for me. If, if that said cloud, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Anyone else in these games before we get to Shadow? Uh, I was just going to mention the fact that the, the variation in the games, there's, there's something there, you know, for every type of gamer. So there is a sort of covered all bases there uh, with the amount of games that's coming. Uh, and landing, you know, what, what what has landed and what's coming towards the end of the month, which is always good for the consumer. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to add something that's something uh, I think is worth noting as well. Uh, the amount of games coming, minus the amount of games leaving, there's always an increase, it seems, at this moment in time. There's more games getting added than rather than getting taken off. Yeah. That's a good. So leaving soon, we have Hyperdot, uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. I wonder why. Uh, and Mac, 
I can never say this game. Machinarium, my goodness, forgive me for butchering that name. But yeah, those are the games leaving. So only three compared to all of this that are coming. So you're right on that. All right, that's it for um, xCloud Game Pass. So Mark, fill us in, man. What, what have you been hearing in the industry when it comes to what's going on with Shadow so far? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I, I could have treated that like a big reveal. Yeah, um, yeah you like um, usually where we'll have like these ongoing conversations about things that are in the pipeline. Uh, this one is very different, being an ongoing uh, legal situation. Mm. Um, like I imagine, it's like NDA to hell. Like I have certain agreements with them, but nowhere near am I, am I allowed access to to this kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so I have nof- nothing on that front. The the rumor mill, however, was that um, in terms of potential interested parties, OVH uh, Cloud you know, server company was interested in, in possibly picking them up. The other week, they had a fire at one of their Paris data centers, which destroyed Ooh. the entire building. So it's now a case of did they lose a lot of money and now cannot? afford to venture into that or now they desperately need some additional hardware so this would be a good get for them so uh i'm, I'm kind of torn on how that will impact uh that moving forward if they were even the you know the interested party we still don't know uh who else is in the mix what else is going to be happening with that um so yeah last week the only other thing was lots of uh weirdly enough for the situation that they're in uh just lots of performance enhancements and new feature rollouts yeah which we do we want to talk about that sure quickly quickly we've got (laughs) (laughs) uh dual screen support rolling out into beta uh that'll be coming for windows mac linux and should be added to test flight soon once it's on test flight one of the best examples i've seen of this is uh, USB-C cable from the iPad to a monitor and then draw, uh, dual screening it on, on an iPad so that you can, uh, you know, have that that kind of seamless setup is uh, is pretty cool. Um, 444 support, that is Chroma subsampling. Uh, this one goes over some people's heads. It's, it's basically the full, when it comes to uh, video encoding and streaming, it's the full color palette, essentially. Uh, so what we get today is more like 442. You lose a bit of uh, of color through the encoding, decoding process. So 444, um, basically red will be more red. Um, you get lots more color come through. It sh- it's not quite HDR. It's different to HDR. Um, but it, it will be an improved video quality that being said it will require more bandwidth because it's a a higher stream so it's kind of like streaming a youtube video at 1080 versus 4k it's gonna you know require a bit more uh, internet power behind it uh that one will be coming to alpha soon i don't think there's a confirmed date for that uh and the last one is uh i believe it's already out in production is uh performance v3 again it's like in terms of like their features it's not always something that uh is visible and clickable and something that you'll actually be able to interact with a lot of times it's just good stuff in the background so performance v3 again 
it's very tech it's something to do with modifying the virtualization layer which is something that it within the process of virtual machines there is a, a virtualization layer that's about as you know as far as my knowledge on that goes but the the end result is increased uh fps specifically uh, or especially with cpu heavy games or applications you'll see uh, a better fps so it's it's kind of weird that they're in this situation where everything should be at a hold yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of like week you know a couple of weeks ago this big announcement week after his features his have some more features yeah so you know, it which is good that, yeah that yeah. If, if if everything stopped it would cause more concern the right. fact that every you know it's business as usual i think right. alleviates maybe some of that concern yeah and kudos to them, because if you guys don't remember, they gave us a roadmap earlier this year saying these are what we bring to the platform. And with all this negative news, you know, they could have Ill easily just said, you know, we're not. It's, it's kind of a bummer because they halted uh, the, the fact that we're going to be getting now infinite and ultra. But apart from that, um, it's business as usual. They're just going along with the plans that they created. So... Again, shout outs and kudos to them for continuing the roadmap. You know, it's pretty impressive. But anyway, guys, we are currently out of time. Um, we did it. Holy crap. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. This was a 14-page outline of topics to discuss for this podcast. And we were debating how we were going to get it done, but we got it done. So appreciate all you guys just chiming in. Um, this was a good conversation. But just want to give room for you guys to just plug your channels and let people know what you're doing where they can find you from so go ahead uh holtz holtz 86 on twitter come and say hi drop me a link and or anything so what's going on with the channel where are you with that oh i don't know i'm in mixed mixed emotions at the moment you know what i mean but i, I really do like playing on cloud gaming so i've got all the platforms so i could actually just reignite that passion maybe and maybe jump in let us know when you do, man. Support that. Ben, what do you do, sir? Where can people find you? Um, you can find me, you know, the, the site it is to my name on the screen. Uh, find me on Twitter, Discord, and all these guys' servers. Uh, I'm in everybody's YouTube channels as well, just lurking at the very least, so you can at least <laughs> try and tag me in there and see if I'm on. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the social guy, so. Did you come up with a name for yourself yet? Like the Yoda. Uh, <laughs> no, I have not. I'll let you guys come up with stuff uh, if you want to. <laughs> Chat, this this uh, joke going on. We we're trying to name uh, Ben. So you guys let us know what we should call him uh, for everything he does, which is being involved with everyone's Discord and chats. Uh, so think of a name for Ben. It'd be fun. How about you, Jerry? What do you do? Where can people find you? First of all, I subbed to Holtz two months ago. And I've not gotten one video. <laughs> yeah, I'm true. just saying. Well, you know, at this rate, you're all going to become on guests. You're going to be all on guests. And you'll be actually teaching me to play Let's Plays on GeForce now. <laughs> but yeah, Game Tech Planet on YouTube and at Game Tech Planet on Twitter. Cloud console, PC. We're doing it all. Good stuff, man. Make sure you check them out, man. Awesome, awesome stuff. How about you, Duncan? What do you do and where can people find you? 
I get shouted on Twitter at one to escape, but I just want to plug uh, Cloudy with Games. We are doing a Falheim uh, giveaway. So if you check out our Twitter, I think I've got that uh, pinned there. So you can play that on GeForce now. So we're going to give that away for people. Man, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. I wanted to keep my chances higher. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Mark? What are you doing? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, Mark Watts VOG over on uh, YouTube and Twitter. YouTube is uh, Cloud Gaming News uh, VR stuff, which I've got some pending things. And uh, if you want to be scarred for life over on TikTok, it's Mark VLG <laughs> for some very disturbing 3D prints. Uh, maybe I should just go to that full time because my like my last TikTok, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I got half a million views what? and is is and growing. That, what did you do, Mark? <laughs> what did you take off for that video? Hang on, hang on. I'll have to show it. And I'm, I'm aware this is an audio format, so I'm sorry to anyone listening, but for video people, you just you stick Thomas's face on things and creep him, creep him out. So there's, uh, yeah, to- Thomas after a hard day of being a train, and um, this one is Sponge Tom Train Pants. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. Check out Mark's TikTok, y'all. That's crazy that it's taken off like that. It's awesome. Good stuff. How about you, I'll Chase? Drop it. Yeah, drop in the uh, comments. How about you, Chase? What do you do? Where can people find you? <laughs> I don't know that I can top that. Um, uh, first, check out everybody here. They all do amazing stuff, both on Twitter and social media. Uh, duh. Social media and their YouTube channels and their content. So make sure you show everybody love. But you can find me over on... Um, uh, the gaming advocate youtube channel just search that on youtube you can also follow me on twitter at phantom ufc fan and i only do a weekly show so it's every saturday morning 9 a.m eastern daylight time saturday morning coffee talk we talk about all things both cloud gaming and gaming talk about consumer advocacy and the business and marketing lens so if you're interested in those kind of topics and consumer consumer advocacy pieces it's definitely a great place to come stop by it's an open conversation good stuff man love love what you do for sure and Monkey, uh, Hell Monkey, do you want to give your just introduction to? Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I do have a YouTube channel, but to be honest, there's not much going on there right now since I came on board. Um, I just like to say, listen, guys, Chase deserves so much more subscribers than he's got. You guys have got to go over and check that out. I mean, every week I learn something new every week, so you know. Yeah, go over there. But for the purposes of CGX, I would just like to point people in a direction of the Twitch channel where I'm going to be try, trying to live stream some more gameplay and, uh, you know, throw your questions at us. Ace and Chief will be in the chat to help out with answering them and just, just have fun playing games, you know? Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. So um, just want to give a shout out to all you guys again good stuff but we have a guest for next week and i'm just gonna put him on blast because he probably didn't know this was gonna be happening but ray's gonna be our guest for next week and it's gonna be interesting to pick his brain about just all the cloud gaming um conversations and discussions so ray it's gonna be fun to put you here um and just uh get your take on the cloud gaming news so that should be fun I right, fellas, appreciate you guys. Again, this is going to be available in audio format on Anchor. So check that out if you guys are interested. But we'll be back here next Saturday at 2 p.m. There's supposed to be some crazy cloud gaming news happening this week. So it should be fun to just 
go over some of that stuff and talk about it. All right, fellas, appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next week, next time. Peace out.